what we do here is go back, 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 back. Brandon McManus. Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Michael McDonald. With me, as always, is Andy McDonald. We got the Broncos this week. How are you feeling about that? Well, good, man. You know, I feel, uh, you know, big dub um, gets charged last week, but this week is a new week. Um, we're going back home. Uh, we got the Broncos coming coming at us, and it's it's going to be a it's going to be a tough battle, but. You know, I think that this is the finally the part that our schedule gets a little bit easier. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of softens up a little bit. So um, not to say that we're going to steamroll the Broncos by any means, but um, I think it's a time that we can maybe start start being the favorites um, in, yeah. in this league. So, yeah. you know, just as far as a, a rundown goes, we're going to get into our mortal locks as we always do. Mike is going to start. I will let everyone know who the – I guess the submission, um, the listener, the readers um, submitted a mortal lock of the week that did select. We got that rolling out. Uh, we are one and zero currently. After Mike goes, we'll roll that out for you guys, and then um, we'll jump to the preview. We'll jump into uh, Mike has got the Raiders offense against the Broncos defense. Um, I got the Raiders defense against the Broncos offense. We'll hop into predictions. We will close out with some listener questions and. We'll take you home. So, uh, Mortal Locks, Micah, um, seven and two? Is that it? Seven, seven and two. Seven and two? Seven and two. What do you got? I mean, big guy on campus, you know, just might as well maybe one day just start using your money, you know? Yeah. Up to you. But how you feeling? Well, the moment I start using my money is when I'm going to start losing. So <laughs> Exactly. I, I'm going to have to put the pod first in this type of situation. Um, I'm I'm looking at it and I'm... As, as cocky as it is to say, I'm kind of looking at it and being like, all right, which shitty team can cover for me this week? And that is why I chose to go with the Houston Texans at a plus three against the Browns. I don't think the Texans are a bad team. They are a bad team, though. They, they just they are. I just think you got Deshaun Watson. You'll never be like bad in my mind on top of you know, some of the receivers that they got and whatnot. But I think they can kind of come in here and show up the Browns maybe not you know it's it's very close so obviously it's kind of one of those things it's like they're gonna lose by one but I could see them very much going out there and winning the game that's why I think minus three you're kind of more betting on a potential win or a last minute loser I don't know I'm not ready to write the Texans off just quite yet Uh, maybe I'll be able to cash in on them this week and leave them for the rest of the year but I don't know I like the Texans even though they are shitty that's fair. That's fair. I mean, at, at this point, I'm not even going to think to question you. Um, it wouldn't even be right. You know, it wouldn't even be my place. So here we are. I had a couple of submissions um, this week. Thank you all. Um, thank you, fans, for, for doing your due diligence. And we actually only had two, which is fine because, you know, I have a child and she can only pick one at a time and wouldn't want to confuse her. Um, you know, we had more submissions last week, but um, we had two submissions, and the one that she chose, as she is currently one and zero, Seahawks plus one and a half 
against the Rams. And that submission was from Cubboy925. So Cubboy gets on the board. We'll see how it works out. Could could lose, by the way. But that is the submission that my daughter has chosen. Um, Mortal Lock of the Week. If I was going to break this game down, I would I would just say that I would agree. I would agree with um, Cowboy. I would agree with my daughter selecting this because, you know, um, Seahawks on the road, but it's it's West Coast against West Coast. It, it's not a far trip. You have the Rams who really has has struggled offensively, and then the Seahawks who have struggled defensively. So really, it's it's weakness against weakness. Um, I think that Russ is going to cook again. Um, they had a bad trip to Buffalo. They got boat raced over there. So I could see why is it, it, it kind of comes out to more of a pick them than anything. But, um, you know, I, I do like the, the choice. I do like the the idea. I do like the, the thought that, you know, you had the the Seahawks, which before Buffalo, they, they honestly, if they would have won that game, they probably would have been big favorites here. But, you know, they lay an egg. They come back over here. So it uh, makes sense. But I would love to take the points. Good job, Cowboy. Um, I would shout out, if I could, Casey Swisher. You know, I, th- I, I believe you are a part of this, and I applaud you. I think it was a fair trade. Maybe there's a reason that, you know, my daughter didn't choose choose your points. You know, I'm not sure. Um, maybe there's a reason that she was like, mm. you know, she gave me that, you know, like, I don't want that. It, it might have been the fact that you chose Jacksonville plus 13 and a half. Could have been that Casey Swisher. I'm not sure. Um, she might've just been like, I like these things on the right-hand side compared to the left-hand side. I'm not sure, but I want you to know it was chosen fairly, <laughs> but also when the Jaguars lose by probably more than 30, you could have a good idea about why things fell the way they did. So alas, um, so we're going to go, sorry about that. <laughs> we're going to go Seahawks plus one and a half at the Rams. We'll see Hawks how it goes. Good one. Thank you. I actually just made that up. You are a dad, um, so the dad jokes need to come out. Yes, I am Zifada. So for the Raider preview, let's let's uh, move on over to that if you're good with it. You have the Raiders offense against the Broncos defense. Just so everyone knows, Broncos are on the road going into Las Vegas Allegiant Stadium. Raiders are minus four, so they are four-point favorites. Micah has the Raiders offense against the Broncos defense. What do you got for us, big guy? Yeah, I'm very excited about this week. You know, going against the Broncos, I feel like we should wholeheartedly go out there and wipe the floor with them, essentially. Like you said, this is when our schedule starts to get a little easier, and I think it would be a big statement to go out and beat the Broncos after just beating the Chargers. And I'm not really too worried about this defense. They're in the bottom half of the league in – rushing yards and overall points given up. I think that when you look at where our strengths are in the running game, we should shove it down their throat all game long with Josh Jacobs, with Booker, even get Richard mixed in there. I don't really see there being much of an issue kind of doing whatever we want getting out early. I think we're going to see a lot of people getting involved and really, you know, getting some love. I think DC is going to spread it around. Probably not going to have to throw that much, but what I'm expecting and what I hope to see out of it is a well-rounded football game where everybody's clicking, everybody's just on the right path, everybody's just having a flawless game and just really showing like how high-powered our offense can be. And 
hopefully we get the same thing on the opposite end from the defense. You're obviously going to cover that. But as I've said multiple times, interdivision stuff can be pretty wonky. We saw that happen with the Jets and the Patriots. We saw it happen with the Raiders and the Chargers. Wouldn't be surprised if we had some weird, completely sloppy game from each side where it was the Carlson and McManus show. But yeah, I, I think we can go out there and, and we should. it should be easy for us to go out there and beat the Broncos. Not worried about their defense. That being said, you know, we saw what the second half of our schedule looked like last year. We were saying the same thing at week 12 when the Raiders were six and four, and that didn't end up panning out too well either. So got to take it with a grain of salt and just hope that history does not repeat itself. But like I said, this week against the Broncos, we should be able to sit on the couch and watch a very dominating game by at least this Raiders offense. I agree, man. You know, it, it, it's um, it's tough to to just go into it and be like, I feel like we're going to dominate, you know, on both sides of the ball. But, you know, I, I, I think we match up pretty well as far as the running game is concerned. I think we can we can pound the rock. I don't think they, um, you know, they have the the coverage guys that, that can match up with our wide receivers. So I think there's a, a lot of good things that we can take on the offense. And really, you know, I think you kind of had the easier segment here, but, um, <laughs> you know, more of. We have we have matchups. Yeah. We have we have things that we are taking advantage of, and and I do think that we're we're going to be able to capitalize on that. So Devonte Booker kind of has a revenge game come, going for him. So, but that but that's kind of where we're at. So, you know, as, as, as far as the defense is concerned, um, I feel that the Raiders are in a good spot. I feel that you know Drew Locke is is someone that we can contain. Um, he's someone that we can keep in his progressions and in, in, in his rhythms in a sense, I guess. So, but really it, he has uh, Jerry, Judy, Tim Patrick. Um, he has Noah Fant. He has basically limited options. Um, Melvin Gordon is, is the RB one, you know, they have Lindsay as a backup running back. They have KJ Hamler as a third string wide receiver. I just feel like the Raiders defense can at this point just match up and be like, Hey, we're going to run. We can run man, we can run zone, we can just spread you across, adjust. A lot of what True Lock reminds me of is um, Baker Mayfield, which is essentially off play action, hard play action. He can make you hurt, you know, kind of take the shots down the field, but he can also get outside the pocket, get outside and and make the aggressive throws, um, sometimes be a gunslinger at points. So Drew Lock, Baker Mayfield, if you remember the comparison, the, you know, when I talked about him before, it's kind of how I feel. He's just a little untrustworthy in a sense, but he's also dangerous. So he'll take his shots when he can. They do have two backs, like I mentioned with Gordon and Lindsay who can, who can attack you. Uh, we, we saw Gordon at, was it LA last year? What's up? They, yeah, they were in LA last year. Okay. Got it. So we, we saw Melvin Gordon in LA last year um, and then San Diego before. So, um, but Philip Lindsay, we, we've seen him too. Um, we've seen him for a while. So they have a good two-headed monster at the running back position. Um, Noah Fant at tight end, Jerry Judy. And then, as I mentioned before, KJ Hamler at wide receiver with Jerry Judy. Tim Patrick, who's a wide receiver, kind of a tight end, plays in the slot a lot. Um, Noah Fant, who is the tight end. So I don't know. I feel like they're they're a team that's just like it. they should be better than they are. Um, they have more weapons um, and they don't capitalize on them in a sense. So I think this is a chance where we can really just match up with them 
we can spread them out. Um, we can just get, get in man, rush the quarterback, get to Drew Locke, feel good about our production there. So um, overall, it's, it's not a team that scares me, not a team that we have to, you know, hey, should we sway one way towards um, running the running side of things or, or the passing side of things? I think we can just play defense. I think we can just man up. I would rather attack Drew Locke because, once again, the comparison to Baker Mayfield, he's someone that once he does get in rhythm, he is dangerous. So um, I would consider that. But I don't know. I feel like it's it's going to be an interesting game. As far as predictions goes, we got Raiders minus four, Broncos on the road. What do we got? How you feeling? Well, as I stated earlier, feeling really great about it. I think they they probably can kind of roll out a, a similar game plan as they had against uh, Herbert too, because Locke's almost kind of a poor man's version of Herbert, in my opinion. Like I said, I see the Raiders going out there and completely dominating. That's why I got the Raiders winning 34-17. Going out there, the defense gives up some points, but not a whole lot. Offense goes out there and takes care of business. Two little tidbits from callbacks from the last episode. One, Ruggs versus Judy. See who's the better, who is the better pick purely based off of one game where they match up against each other and have zero impact on the way the other one plays. Two, talked about Josh Jacobs last week, how Booker getting the touches that he was getting. You know, you kind of have that thought of like, oh, it's taken away from him. Josh Jacobs is third in the NFL in rushing yards right now. For those people that were really wondering and, uh, you know, upset about Booker getting as many carries as he kind of been getting. Jacobs, third in the league. Now, he is quite a bit behind Henry and Dalvin Cook by almost 300 yards, but third in the league nonetheless. So just like to put that out there. Big Alabama game this week. Yes, sir. Um, well, if I will, um, you know, kind of get into the game here, I would say that with Raiders being favored um, by four points, finally favored at, at home and, and actually finally – finally favored in, in the season. So um, I, I do think the Raiders cover. Um, I do think they win. I'm going to go Raiders 27-20. I'm a little scared to go more than that. Um, so I'm going to stay at Raiders 27-20. So I have a couple times this year, Gucci cursed the Raiders. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'd rather just sit, stay the course. Um, I'm going to stick to my guns. I do think they cover. I do think they beat the Broncos. And I would be pretty good with that. But that's our predictions. That's our um, our preview, our week okay. 10, right? Week yeah, 10 week, week 10 preview. A little more optimistic than you are, but yeah, week 10 preview nonetheless. Yeah, and, that, and that's all good. So we got the preview. Maybe it's time to get into the listener questions. Got a few okay of them. okay with that? Yeah, let's roll into it. Well, good. You know, this week, it, it's a week, right? It's a week of... You know, week of a game that the Raiders should um, take care of business, you know, and and I would say that this is a week that if you are an RTP LOI, you should take care of business as well. But somehow there's a question that was snuck under under the guy. Right. So B Bauer had a question. But before I could get to that, there was another one. So do you care to hear that one? Mike, do you care to hear the question I got before B Bauer? Yeah, I mean, I would be, you know, hard-pressed to say no, so go for it. The first question I got tonight was from Cubboy. Mm. He says, Devontae Booker, he looks great. He looks great in our offense. How do you see him fitting into our offense? As you guys mentioned, Josh Jacobs, 
you know, kind of taken a backseat at times. How do you see him? How would you play him into our offense for the rest of the year? That is from Cowboy. Michael, what do you say? Well, I will say, I mean, we're halfway through the season. I think you're seeing what he's going to be in our offense. He's going to be someone that's going to spell Jacobs a little bit, give Jacobs some rest like we talked about, and essentially be able to do what Jacobs does as far as like the run scheme is concerned when he's not in, you know, like you mentioned, Richard's kind of a, a change of pace scat back guy, you know, a little uh, dump offs and screen plays, stuff like that. Jacobs is kind of, you know, the bell cow, whatnot. Booker's kind of getting a little in between on that and kind of getting the bell cow carries when Jacob isn't in. I think you're seeing how he fits and he fits as a complimentary guy. He's the guy that gives Jacob some rest. He's the guy that helps Jacob stay healthy all, all year. And he still, helps us produce as an offense while Jacobs isn't on the field. I think that's you're you're I think you're saying what his role is. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that um you know you and I kind of talked about it, but he's kind of had the um underwhelming MVP, you know, signing of the year because he was someone that we didn't expect to even not not like not be a factor, but he was someone that we expected to take some carries and and be someone that that takes the load off Jacobs. But um, what ended up happening is that Gruden has incorporated him into our offense and and actually found that he has seen success and, and he's had big runs here and touchdowns there and and taken the load off of Jacobs. So I think it's it's been so great that Booker has fit, you know, former first round pick Denver Broncos fuck off, right? That's what we're playing this week. So I think it's it's been so cool that he's found a role in our offense and, and actually been able to um, be productive. So, you know, I, at the end of the day, he's been someone that's just taken some, you know, take a load off of Jacobs and, and given him a rest. But overall, it's been been positive for us, and, and we'll take that. So, Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I remember when um, they, you know, made the news that the Raiders brought in Booker. I was like, what the hell do we bring him in for? Like, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not going to be surprised if, uh, you know, I end up hearing that they cut him in a couple months or, you know, a few weeks or whatever it was. I did not expect him to do what he's doing and be who he is, but you know, he wasn't who I thought he was. And I'm happy about that. And you did not let him off the hook. I didn't know. So, good. Um, I will get to our last reader subscriber question. We have, of course, at B Bauer, we have Mr. Consistency. Mr. Consistency. We have what's the most excited slash optimistic you have been about a free agent slash draft pick for the Raiders, period. Grade the selection. So what is the most excited, optimistic you have been about a free agent selection or a draft pick selection? From that, you need to grade yourself self scout thyself i would say and then we'll go from there okay well uh so i'm i'm gonna go on on the the draft pick side of things and i'm actually gonna go with one that by all accounts relatively panned out for us i think it's easy to you know we talked about this before it's easy to look at it and you know be excited about a draft pick and then because it's the raiders it just never pans out type of thing but mine's going to be 2014 first round draft pick Khalil Mack. And I'm going to tell you that I'm picking Mack because I remember sitting there in Dan's living room 
And I remember having this conversation of one, there's probably not a big chance that like, it was one of those things where I'll I'll stop. I'll backtrack a minute. Jadavion Clowney and him best two edge defenders, however you want to, you know, label them in the draft, you know, Clowney at a bigger school, you know, he blew up some guy's helmet on Michigan. So he was, you know, more well-known for the most part to the general public. You know, it's kind of a, the Texans ended up taking him number one overall, but you're kind of sitting there and you're thinking like, all right, well, more than likely Clowney's going to go number one, but they could take Mac. And then also you've got the Jaguars sitting there at number three. That was another destination that was like, okay, they could really use a defensive end, edge defender kind of guy. And they ended up taking the boat, Blake Bortles. And as much as that didn't pan out for them, boy, were we excited about that. Because as soon as he got picked, we're like, holy shit, we're going to have a chance to get Matt. Like the Bills were ahead of us. They ended up taking Sammy. Exactly. But sorry, sorry, sorry to cut you off. No, you're fine. I feel like we, you and I were together and we're like, okay, because Blake Bortles just got selected, we have the chance for Watkins or Khalil Mack. And we're like, we're good. We're yeah. good either way. Yeah. For the first time in Raiders history. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. And also on the flip side of that, we're like, don't like, don't overthink this guys. Just pick them, <laughs> pick them. Don't. Don't go somewhere else. Don't go, you know, drafting some random person and not taking this once in a lifetime player. And they did take him and back produced so much while he was with the Raiders and very, very, very indifferent about them trading him away. But we got, you know, essentially all of his prime out of his rookie contract. He balled out for us in years that were outside of 2016 was kind of just like shitty years. And it's not like one of those things we got rid of him while we were in, you know, potential contention to win a Super Bowl kind of thing. We capitalized on trading him. But the only player to ever win first team all pro at two positions as a defensive end and an outside linebacker. I think that in itself really just proves the type of dynamic player he is and that the Raiders had a first round draft pick that panned out beyond belief. That is not with us anymore. All right, in peace. Yeah, I get that. And um, I think it's a, a really good question because as we know that as far as free agent selections go um, or draft picks go, we, we kind of don't, you know, the Raider Nation is a little pessimistic. So as far as I'm concerned, um, I actually, oh, man, I was so stoked, so stoked. I felt so great when the Raiders, man, this hurts. When the Raiders selected Darren McFadden, I I felt like we had our guy. I was like, great. He was the shit. Like 6'3, 215, 4443, Arkansas just killed everyone in NCAA. Like he was, it was him. Was it? was it Felix Jones and then Peyton Hillis, right? Was it third? Yeah. 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 It, it was just, they were the best and McFadden was so dope. So dope for the Raiders. I was like, that's, he was number four overall. I was like, awesome. We drafted C wood four overall. I'm like, I think this is a good sign here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Got to correlate something somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It, it was just like, 
it was even before that the um, NFL actually tr- transitioned to the more uh, spread spread quarterback, like spread four wide receivers, things like that. It was like this was 2008, and we were still lining up high formation with a fullback and let's go downhill. Um, and Darren McFadden was a one cut guy. So if I were to actually hold on, I'm going to pause. Micah, yeah. how would you grade yours? Because Bauer did oh. say what was your choice and grade yourself uh yeah i mean i would i would i would grade myself as as an a plus in that oh, very good and in, in, in that situation of like oh, of like <laughs> because awesome. because i'm so tight i would yeah. grade myself with an a plus i i think i think you could grade yourself with an a plus too if if your choice was khalil mac like mine was because you're like this guy's great well, i wouldn't do that so um i i believe it is my turn so I would grade um, myself. Is, I would, is who I'm choosing. So. I would grade myself with an A minus because Andy's bullying me out of no. He's, <laughs> he's doing that because no, unfair. Anyways, I'm gonna go Darren McFadden, and as as much as I have said, I believe it is fair. I would say also that I was so wrong. I was like, this dude is gonna be legit. Um, I believe it was two years into his um, rookie year that. I think it's 2010, 1100 yards. It was just running all over everyone. We're like, we got the guy, right? Since then, a lot of, a lot of injuries, not a ton of things. Um, I would grade myself a D plus. So I felt super good about McFadden. Um, once again, coming off the Heisman, coming off the 4-3 Arkansas, 6-3, 225 guy. I didn't choose Khalil Mack, but... I also chose someone that I felt that good about. I felt that good about. I took the easy road. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I, I don't think road. he did. I think I think I chose someone that I felt just as good about, and then he just didn't pan out. So, well, and and this actually fits segues perfectly for this preview pod because Monday Night Football 2013, Darren McFadden threw a touchdown pass to Marcel Reese, kind of like reverting back to his his wildcat heydays in college on right. uh, on that so you know it's it's just so it's only fitting that it was you know the broncos preview pod that we get we get a little darren mcfadden love too that's right well i think that's it right yeah yeah that's that's what we got for you guys this week got the questions in got the preview done got the mortal locks locked in tune in sunday to see how those mortal locks pan out once again no Monday night game allowed anymore right. as I talk into a mirror because I'm the only one that selects them. <laughs> but we hope you all enjoyed it. Once again, share, subscribe, rate, review. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Apple Podcasts. Leaving those reviews. Leaving those five stars. And anytime you want on social media, get those. We're going to start. I think we're going to have to just start incorporating listener mortal locks every week. So get those okay. listener mortal yeah. locks. Get those questions in. Just, uh, you know, continue to share the pod, share the links, and hopefully Raiders can come out with a dub on Sunday. I wholeheartedly we'll expect them to. You know, we'll see how it goes. But Raiders got to show up. You know, we also might have to pull a rabbit out of our hat and, and bring on some kind of some kind of juju that we can get the Raiders going on Sunday. But love you guys. Raider Nation, stand up. As always, Mike and Matt, thank you, sir. Yeah, see you.